Well, first of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, Nathan Snell of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. Hope everyone's having a great weekend so far. Have you, hope everybody's staying safe. Um, before we get into the video, there's a few things I would like to say up front. Um, the Washington football team played yesterday, and the Baltimore Ravens played tonight. Um, I will have those observation videos up for you guys um, Monday night at the latest, most likely recorded. Um, as far as the football seasons, we're getting we got one one more preseason game after this week, um, and then NFL season will football season will start, and you got college basketball and college football in there as well. Um, the last episode, checking out if you haven't already. Thank you for the new subs. I've subscribed to the channel, much appreciated. Um, episode three has not been uploaded on Anchor via on anchor that goes to Spotify and Apple podcasts. So please check me out on Spotify, big name sports talk podcast. And um, just check me out on there. Leave a review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, in this video, uh, painfully, I have to, we have to recap the Washington mystics getting swept uh, by the Seattle storm. But ladies and gentlemen, let's take the opportunity. Welcome back to big name sports talk podcast. Mr. Brendan, Pot- Brendan Potts, Brendan, what's going on, sir? How are you? Hey everyone, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good, man. Mood is uh we got we got two different moods here. Uh but I'm definitely uh feeling good. Feeling good. Having a good day so far. Yeah. Um having a good day as well myself. Just I don't really know what to really feel, honestly. You know, I I don't know if it's the getting swept that stings, or maybe it's that you know what we I maybe this is just not the team that I thought the hype train was all about. The the Washington Mystics lost embarrassingly 97-84. But what was that? What the hell was that? I'm sorry the H words and the D words aren't appropriate over the airways, but it's going to be today. I I don't know how much more of this I can take. How in God's name? Let's start with game one. How did you feel about game one? Yeah, game one, I mean, I honestly 
thought Washington was going to take it. I um, coming in coming into the fourth quarter, I mean the teams were battling, and uh, then then uh, Elena Deladonji just turned it on, and uh, I was like, okay, we're we've had an issue over over the season of of getting stops um, after made shots. Uh, you know, we've been one or two stops away from winning the game and uh, it just didn't fall our way. And today was, or uh, I'm sorry, game one was one of those days. Um, and or, uh, Elena Deladon, um, she just couldn't miss. And uh, I was like, is, is there some, is, is there someone that's gonna, it's gonna help us put us over the edge. And then uh, that big, uh, big performance from, uh, from Jewel Lloyd down the stretch. That was really big, I think for, um, for her and her confidence, I believe she started 0 for 4 in the first half, 0 for 5 with four points. Um, and we talked about the last time those those low scoring games um, uh, where she doesn't make a shot. And uh, you know, I think I think that was a really big fourth quarter for for her confidence. Um, I said it in the previous video. It's going to come down to a game. It's going to come down to a game of possessions. Um, there was nothing the Washington Mystics did that was a disaster other than just at the wrong times offensively, they turned the ball over. You know, it was a turnover here, a turnover here, uh, not finishing layups. We're taking wild shots. Um, we're getting outpaced. Just, it just didn't look, it just came down to game possessions. Um, that one turnover Natasha Cloud made, that wasn't the deciding factor. Um, down the stretch, we just faded. I mean, for three quarters, we played defense on Joel Lloyd, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happens. Um, and I'm going to give Seattle credit. You know, uh, this notion that Brianna Stewart has no help, I said this in the previous video, she has no help is ridiculous. Uh, she had Sue Bird. She had Gabby Williams. She she had a bench that was counter that was productive. Uh, and the starting five was productive. So this notion she has no help, it makes no sense. But um, it came down to a game of possessions in game one. And um, I felt really optimistic after the first – after the post-game media availability call – because Natasha and Elena just gave up, just gave these, we've got this. And, the, and Natasha had guaranteed us going back to DC. And we got checked. We honestly got checked today. Um, it's over for the Mystics. Um, we got swept. And I'm just gonna say it, Seattle, that's a that, that's a that's a that's a good team over there. That's what a championship team looks like. Um, even though we're both champions. Uh, last time this happened, you guys swept us in 2018 on the Seattle Storm. Um, I thought first half, it looked it looked well. Um, but I, I thought the third quarter was key. Uh, to start off the third quarter, they Seattle won a 13-3 run. Um, actually, hold that thought. Let's me play this pregame clip from Coach T in the pregame media for the Washington Mystics. 
We'll go to Nathan. Good afternoon, Coach T. Uh, you've been in moments like this in the playoffs. What is your philosophy to stay poised, motivated, and calm in situations like this? I mean, hopefully you've put in enough reps um, that that's the, the biggest factor. I mean, in any endeavor, whether it be sports or music or anything else you want to be good at, um, you're not going to be as poised or good as you can be unless you've had enough reps at it. Luckily, we have a fair amount of veterans uh, on our team who have been through it before. We have a few that haven't. Um, but, you know, the reason a lot of these teams uh, advance is because you have enough veterans to get yourself through it. I don't spend a lot of time, you know, hyping our team up. Uh, I want them to stay calm in these moments. Um, and, you know, we, we, we try to approach every game in the same manner so that, you know, you don't have peaks and valleys. I think one mistake sometimes young coaches make is you get hyped up for certain games. And the reality is your team needs to be on an even keel most of the year and play what's right in front of them. And it sounds cliche-ish, but it, it, it really helps in the long run to approach things that way and so that you don't get overhyped at the wrong time or, you know, make, make mistakes because you're trying to do too much. And we might have had a little bit of, of that in, in the sense that, you know, some of our younger ones get sped up a little bit. But that's also part of the learning process that we're going through, too. Uh, we're, we're not the same team as we were in 2019, um, but we have some different strengths and we're trying to play to them. Best of luck today, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. Couple things on that. Yes, I understand what he was saying. A motivation speech. Prep talk, locker room prep talk is not really going to help you prepare for moments like this. Honestly, at this point, everybody knows that it's all hands on deck. Um, and you're going to hear this in the post-game clips with Ariel, Tosh, and Elena. But I am getting to the point. I'm 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 getting very, very annoyed, and it's not a shot of Coach Tebow that we keep bringing up. 2019-2018 that was three years ago like what have the Washington Mystics done for us lately I, I mean with all due respect the bubble first round exit the next year you don't make the playoffs and then this year another first round exit I, 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 I would have thought coming into today's game I really really would have thought that the offense would have really, really stepped it up. But they're just – that third quarter was key. I mean, the fact that the last 10 minutes of the game, you're down 10. And then you're down 75-61. I mean, by that, uh, again, the fact that this number – we're the number one ranked defense and we allowed – 97 points the whole year. I mean, this is some bad stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how much more this I can take. I, I, I just don't know.
This is ridiculous. I, I, ooh, oh Lord. I, I, I mean, it, it showed in the first quarter. I mean, they. That was that. I, I'm not gonna lie. That was some poor. That that was very lethargic basketball in the first quarter. They were down ten. Oh, the first ten minutes of the game. I mean, there were the the. I don't know that there were no good. There were no clean looks. The 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 shots that were good we took didn't it just didn't look great out there. I mean, I think we were five to fifteen from the field. We were two or six from three. And again, just in that quarter, they shot Seattle shot seventy five percent from the field. Second quarter, things looked a little bit better. We opened up the quarter on a 15-4 run. And that was our first lead. And then all of a sudden, Gabby Williams goes into the takes in the halftime up too. But just the rest of the half, the second half, it just looked completely different. The Washington Mystics, we just struggled to get stops. I mean, looking at this box score, the fact that the entire starting five uh was in double figures. Uh, that number one ranked defense means nothing. It's all it's all faux pas because the same defense that's beaten Las Vegas, that's beaten Seattle. I don't know what I saw in the second half. I saw in the second half a team that just looked flat out. They just looked meant. They just checked out. I mean, I mean they <laughs> they looked lost on screens giving up you know we're giving we're not switching we're not communicating on defense i mean we're giving space space to shooters i mean the point that there's the the dagger sue bird i mean shakira austin jumps and sue bird pumps fakes the fact that they were able to get 27 assists and here's a fun fact for you washington didn't do much i mean Seattle shot 55, probably over 50% from the field and from the three. You're just not going to win games when you've got a three for five, a 0 for three, six of 14, five of 14. Offense just once again, it faded down the stretch. The ball movement, it killed us. I mean, see, the fact that Subaru had a double double in this game. I mean, that's what a championship looks like. Now, I hope Gabby Williams is okay because she did go into concussion protocol. Um, I really do hope she's okay. But uh, honestly and truthfully, I'm I'm disgusted. I, I'm very disappointed. I, I would have liked to have seen more urgency from the Washington Mystics. And I take your hat to Seattle. That's a championship. That, that's championship pedigree right there. That's what a good champion. That's what a championship team looks like. They've they stayed the course. They stayed focused. Um and we showed that for one quarter, honestly. I mean, I thought the defense for the most part, I'd say played fair. They did well. But I mean, I just think we had no answers. I just think we just mentally, I think we just got physically and mentally, our ashes just got kicked. That's just plain and simple. I mean, Brianna Stewart, I mean, just had a just didn't really have a great game. I mean, and really until the second half, <laughs> didn't. I mean, what do you want? I mean, I don't know what else I can say other than they. This was probably the most disappointing playoff 
playoffs game that I've watched of the Washington Mystics, I, that's all I can say. I mean, Natasha Cloud finished with 21 points. Um, I just – Brendan, help me out. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, speaking on the Seattle side, I think uh, biggest takeaway for me is that they Seattle played uh, Seattle played to win and not to lose. Insane. The co- the common theme around there was they didn't want to travel. Um, they didn't want to go into a game three across the country uh, to DC. Um, they I assume none of them had their bags packed. Um, ready to move they didn't want to travel so um and they needed a um they needed a much much uh bigger rest or a much better rest uh period coming up with a week off i believe and uh you know they just played to win and not and not to lose um you you uh you tipped your hat to uh to seattle for playing like a championship team um i uh i think um i i tip my hat to uh to Washington, but also um, specifically one one player on that team. Um, I I like a lot of uh, a lot of WNBA players in this in this matchup. I obviously like uh, all of the Storm players. Um, yes, even Jantel Lavender. Um, and uh, on the Mystics, I'm I'm a big fan of Natasha Cloud. I'm a big fan of um, of Alicia Clark. I'm a big fan of uh, Shakira Austin. Um, but I, I respect and I am the biggest fan of Elena Deladon. And I'll tell and I'll tell you why. Um this the fact that she is playing the way that she played um in this series is is phenomenal. And we got to see the best out of her in two in two games. And you I say that because she had she had two back surgeries uh two or two or three years ago. And um, I've I've been in the position where I've had to have uh, two two or three back surgeries, not consecutively like her, but in the span of two seasons or uh, sorry two years. And it took a while for me to get back to my old self uh, before. And I'm not an athlete by any means. I'm not a professional athlete by any means. She is. And she did it, and she's playing in in playoffs. She played in the playoffs at the top of her at the top of her game. Um, I go back to when I said she looked unstoppable. That's big that I'm saying that considering where she was at three years ago, two or three years ago. So I respect Elena Deladon. I I said it on Twitter after game one. Um, that's that's something we should not take for granted. Um, I tip my hat to uh, to the Mystics. Um, I said in the last in the last uh, pod, just because it's a 2-0 sweep doesn't mean it's going to be uh, two bad games. I think this this one was unfortunately a bad game for the Mystics, but make no mistake, game one was fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. I second those thoughts, um, and and kudos to you for you know being vulnerable to, you know, share the experience of getting a back surgery like Elena did. Uh, that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of strength. And I commend you for that. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you continue to 
get better and progress with your health. I do appreciate you um, taking time and, and really um, being open about that. Um, I I agree with all your thoughts. Um, it's just with this team, I, I think the hype was a bit premature. Um, there's going to have to be some changes with the Mystics. Um, there just has to be. I don't see this same team staying together next year. I just don't. Uh, I I think we've got – I think we got some egos. I, I ain't going to lie. I think there's some egos. And there needs to be – and I think, honestly, today they got checked. Um, Cause you were, you were in the, we were both in the pregame in the postgame media um, for, they, they just sent me the Washington side. So from the Seattle side, um, I'm going to play the Washington side and you, you can definitely chime in on the, on the Seattle part, but I've got, I want, I want you guys to really hear what coach T said. And then there's something that, Natasha Cloud, and then Brendan, you can help me out with this too because I'm I'm really trying to really I'm perplexed with her comments. So let let's actually take a listen to the post game for the Mystics, and then we're going to talk about the storm. They're knocking down some big shots. Uh, it's why they have a chance to win a championship. Uh, their offense is, uh, is really good, and they had a good game plan for us. Uh, we hung in, but it just wasn't good enough. This atmosphere was great. Uh, hats off to everybody in the organization, to the fans. Um, you know, that's what home court advantage gets you, and uh, that was big. Yeah, Kareem. Microphone. I mean, we tried switching some things to just not give them any gaps. Um, we tried, um, you know, trying to get it out of Stewie's hands. I mean, we did a good job, I thought, on Stewie in the first half. And overall, I mean, she didn't shoot a great percentage, but everybody else took up the slack for her until she got going. I mean, uh, you know, Gabby didn't play much in the second half, but she had a good first half. And then, you know, Talbot and Magrigor and others, you know, made some shots. Uh, I thought Sue did her usual of, you know, getting everybody organized to where they're supposed to be and making sure the right people have shots. And they just shared the ball. I mean, you know, they had five player, all five starters in double figures. Um, there wasn't much answer. I felt like a little bit like 2018 <laughs> um, that they were just a little bit better all the way around. Um, we couldn't match uh, the same production that they had. And, you know, that's part of our growing up a little bit. Um, you can have as good a defense as you want. You still got to be able to score, too. And we, we, we weren't good enough, you know, tonight at either. And I mean, they played like a great team tonight.
I just want you guys to hear this. I apologize for the. Brandon, let me ask you a question. When you hear the all, if you are, <laughs> how would you feel if you were Elaine? Let, let's just say Seattle, hypothetically, right? Let's say you're Jewel Lloyd or Brianna Stewart, and Subert comes out and goes, "Well, the offense has been stagnant all year." How would you take that? Yeah, I mean, Sue Bird isn't isn't the one to say like, "Oh, that's it. The offense is stagnant." There's like, there's there's reasons. Like they know, they know what they're doing, um, or they they're smart enough to figure it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, talk about uh, talk about lo- the long term of a franchise, like. Brianna Stewart's going to be a free agent uh, next year. Sue Bird's uh, retiring. Like, that sounds kind of like a, uh, especially in the case of Sue Bird, that sounds like a case of, like, uh, I, I quit. Uh, let's, let's just move on. Uh, I'm, I'm going my separate ways. Uh, just not really caring. Not sure how to elaborate more on that. I hear you. I just wanted to play that clip because I don't think I liked that answer because I didn't hear that same answer when we blew a 17 point lead against Connecticut. I didn't hear that, that same answer. We lost the first two, the the first two matches to Seattle. I didn't see that kind of body language when we beat Las Vegas, we swept them. Interesting. But, you know, congratulations to you guys. Just talk about, you know, from a from your perspective, um, how do you feel, you know, where where's the limit for this team? And just just talk about, you know, what Coach Noel Quinton said in her post game media. Uh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't I, I don't have access to that. So, uh, but Brendan was in there, but just from your perspective, just what was, what was her mindset like in those, in this game, in this win? Yeah, of course. Um, the, I mean, I've said it all season, uh, from the jump, the ceiling for the team is championship. And, uh, I think, I think that's the, um, it's a really veteran group. Um, and they, uh, they know what they're, they're built for. Um, a couple of players, Jewel Lloyd, uh, has said it all season. They know what they're built to do. Um, and to touch on what Quint, uh, Coach Quinn said, um, we talked last uh, last pod at, um, about um, the games like or games like this um, 
being like a chess match, like uh, the back-to-back uh, against Washington in the regular season. And then I believe uh, we played New York in, in um, two, two games in, in, a, in a weekend. Um, and those games are like uh, chess matches. Um, and I asked Coach Quinn if that prepares you for, for the playoffs. And she, uh, she said that's, that's right on the money and uh, that it prepares you for, for the playoffs. It prepares you for series like this. And then I followed up with, um, with our, our series against uh, Vegas. Um, how does a three-game series um, differ from a five-game series um, outside of the obvious uh, for more games? And she chimed in that there were more games, but um, we have a whole week of rest. And I think uh, uh, Vegas has Vegas has the same thing. They uh, they won yesterday, um, giving them one extra day. But uh, we got a full week of rest. Hopefully, we we can get Gabby um, back to that series. If we can, we're fully healthy and we're ready to go. Um, and you know, she it, it a five game series gives us uh, more opportunities, more uh, more counter moves, um, more moves, counter moves. Um, that kind of thing for uh, for this series, but uh, she did give props. Vegas is a good team, and uh, I'm excited to to do battle to do battle with them. Can you just give what your outlook on this series against Vegas looks like? And you've seen it. You guys seen each other before the season. Um, I think the first two matchups you did not have Tina, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, now that you have Tina in there, do you feel like that slows your pace down? Because Seattle and Vegas kind of play the same way. And Tina, Charles, really. <laughs> Tina is, she's a post stretch. But do you, th- just give your outlook on this series against Las Vegas. Yeah, I think, I think there are. Advantages and there's and there's disadvantages. Um, they they switch a lot or uh, they switch a lot on on pick and rolls. Um, so Sue said after uh, after in her post in the post game availability that uh, they will find advantage or they will find advantages in that in that uh, in that switch when they go smaller. Um, and Aegis not guarding Stewie and they will take advantage of it and. Uh, I think they they are very good at at adjustments and and adjusting uh, game by game or, or play by play, and uh, you know they're they're a um, they're a great they're a great team and I think uh, I think going back to our uh, our one of our most important uh, regular season wins uh, was in Chicago, and I think that uh, that was a very very important win for a lot of for a lot of reasons. Um, we haven't been doing, uh, doing that well, um, or as well as we'd like to prior to that win. And we came out, we fired, we fired on all cylinders, kind of like we did today. Like we had a really good shooting game. Um, it, that reminded me of Chicago and, uh, the differences are it's, it's on the road. It's in a very tough environment and it's against a team that is contending for a championship. And how that can help with Vegas is it's the same thing. If they're contending for a championship, they're gonna we're gonna be on the road. 
Uh, we don't have to travel long, I think, or a long distance. That's, I think, it's going to be key. And um, you know, we get a we get a five game series. And um, you know, Coach Coach T uh, commented a lot on uh, on twenty eighteen. And Sue Bird was asked a question um, about this series being a rematch of the twenty twenty uh, finals. And I think that's a common. Um, Common theme in Storm fans and Aces fans as well. She shut that that down completely. She was like, "These are two different teams. They are have two different systems, and they they run different. They run differently." And she hit it right on money. I think this is yeah, and yeah. Matchup wise, this is a series of the um a match a rematch series of the 2020 uh, finals. Let let the headlines have their fun. But this is um, this is to the players. This is Vegas. This is Seattle, and it's going to be a a, a fun um, a fun series for sure. Who are your X factors in that series? Yeah, for for Seattle, I for Seattle, I think it's going to be um, going to be Gab- Gabby Williams if she stays uh, if she stays healthy. Um, I think Ezzy McGregor is going to play a huge, uh, huge part in this, and then uh, Tina, Tina Charles. Um, I think, I think she's going to be a big, uh, big difference, especially if we can uh, get mis- mismatches with her. Um, assuming Hamby is back, um, that's still with with Asia at the five. We're playing two bigs with with Tina and Stewie, and assuming Asia is going to be on Stewie, um, except on uh, pick and roll switches. Um, you got another. I'm not quite sure. I think Hamby's gonna handle her own, um, but uh, Tina Charles is eventually gonna kick it in next year. And when she does, I don't think Hamby's gonna be able to stop it. Um, for Vegas, I think uh, Chelsea Gray has has she's already kicked up that notch. We're talking about uh, kicking it up a notch. Chelsea Gray is is is. Is that uh, she? As as social media said, she is her, and uh, you know uh, Chelsea Gray is fantastic. Uh, Kelsey Plum is is fantastic as well. Um, Asia Wilson, um, I think she's she's played at an MVP level. Um, I think another storyline uh, that's going to be obvious here is this the battle of two MVPs. I don't think it's going to matter that much just because it's. Going back, it's a storm versus the aces, um, but it, that'll that adds to the entertainment factor for sure. If Gabby Williams is not, I mean, it's a week for you guys to get for for rest. But if she's not ready to go for game one, how does your starting lineup? If if you're Noel Quinn, what does that starting lineup look like? Yeah, so I think um, I think it's all it's going to be super Lloyd and. Uh, Brianna Stewart and Tina Charles. I think we're gonna end up putting uh, Stephanie Talbot at as a three. Um, she she start I believe she started the season at the three. Um, I first couple of games and then and then Gabby just inserted herself in there. Um, it helps when she's been on the team for three seasons and. Um, she she came uh, uh, when when Katie Lou was missing time uh, last year. She just came in and, and was inserted into the starting lineup. So it helps 
um, that she has experience on this team. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it, she adds shooting um, to her, uh, to this team, to this offense. And, uh, you know, it, it, Gabby's obviously going to be missed on defense. She's, um, if she doesn't make an all defensive team, then, then something's wrong. Um, so, uh, you know, Gab- Gabby's a very important, uh, very important part of this team and how, uh, how the defense runs. Just a hypothetical question. What if you had Sue, Jewel, Brianna, Tina, and Ezzy out there at the same time? Would that lineup work? Um, no, for a couple of reasons. I do. You, do you realize how how uh, relatively thin we are at the at the at the bigs? Because uh, all we got is uh, Gentel, uh, Gentel and Tina, uh, or I'm sorry, Gentel and Ezzy coming off the uh, coming off the bench at the uh, at the four and the five. But um, I think I think it helps that that Steph is playing, um, she plays both the three and the four um, when she comes in, because she relatively comes in for, for Stewie and we go small ball with, with Ezzy McLegore, especially shorter than, uh, than Tina. But, um, you know, if we're talking about beginning of the, of the series, um, I guess I could see that that combo. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I've never seen that combo this season. So uh, I guess what I mean in terms of because Vegas obviously is going to is going to play small, right? So we know Becky Hammond. I believe I forgot what that, what game it was, but she said Derek is going to come off the bench for some for a period of time. So. Okay, you're gonna to have to slow their pace down, so you, you got to take away something. That's why I would say put another big in there if possible. But, um, I mean, defensively, uh, you've got obviously Sue and Sue and, and Jewel. Um, I don't know who Brianna would match up with, honestly, other than maybe Asia. Tina could probably match up with Asia. Um, that lineup is just going to be small, so it's going to be. I, I kind of see more of a guard-oriented lineup for Seattle, if that makes sense. Are you seeing a lot of zone in that in that um, in that scheme? Because you're kind. I, I feel like you're kind of uh, seeing this in a man-to-man situation. Um, yeah, I'm trying. So... I'm, I'm trying to incorporate zone defense for sure because i know vegas is not going to utilize their bench i mean they're probably only two people they'll probably use the most is theresa passants and maybe now kirsten bell because um ayana rapaport we don't know when she's reported we don't know when she's coming back as well so um yeah i'm kind of need i need to know what that lineup looks like game one I know what the line looks like for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a lot of a uh, lot of, like Coach Quinn has echoed all season. It's gonna be a really really good five games of chess. 
Um, and I think, uh, listen, C- Seattle is the fourth seed, okay? And they finished – that was a regular season. They finished with the fourth best record in the league. And I think um, – I, I obviously have my opinion. We're not the fourth best team in the league. We're, uh, I think we're much better. Um, I, I think we're, we're right there. And, um, and Vegas is too. Um, so I think this is a little, this matchup's a little misleading, um, especially for, for, um, fans of both teams. Um, I think Vegas fans are going to come in here and be like, oh, they're the, they're the fourth best team or they're fourth seed. They're, they're, uh, it's typical one, one against the four. They should be, uh, this is going to go Vegas's way. Uh, just depends on how many games Seattle fans were saying, Hey, we can take this team. We can do it. Even though we lost the series, three or season series, three to one. And, uh, you know, Vegas, Vegas beat us, definitively beat us in three out of four of those games. So um, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a five game battle. And I'm very excited. It's a five game series. Give your outlook. How many games do you think Seattle could win? That's that's tough. Um, I think it's gonna go five. I think Seattle. I I'm predicting Seattle wins three, and Vegas two. But I think this is going to be another one of those of those series um, where the games end in possessions, um, and uh, you know also runs we. Not both of us didn't didn't mention in in game one. That was a game of runs, and they Seattle went on their run. Washington went on their run, and it just kept going. So um, that could definitely happen in this in this Vegas uh, Seattle series for sure. But I got I got three two. Uh, I'm gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna say five. It's gonna go to five games. Um, I need to go back and look at the tape. I'm being honest when I say that. I need to go back and look at the tape. And I, I think, like you said, it's going to come down to a game of runs and a game and a game of possessions. But I see it going to five for sure. For the rest of the playoffs, um, really quick, the Washington Mystics, they uh, have not scheduled their exit interviews painfully. Um, when that does, I will uh, go live with that. But in the meantime, we've got some other playoff games. And painfully, uh, the number one seed, and we called it, the Las Vegas Aces swept the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, Let me get your thoughts on... Let me get your thoughts on the Phoenix Mercury this whole season. You know, um, the uh, the face the face on uh, on Diamond De Shield's face after after Game One really uh, really put it into perspective on what they're dealing with. Um, I think I think what people need to understand is uh, is these these not just talking about WNBA uh, 
any basketball player in general, they're people first. And they're, they're just like you. That's something that you, I, person sitting next to you, person next door neighbor, that's something we all have in common is we're people and we're human first. Um, and I think I think that that picture of uh, Diamond to Shield really really puts it into into perspective. Um, they just had another another season-ending injury and uh, the worst one the worst one available. Um, hopefully, uh, talk about the Vegas. We talked about the Aces and the and the Storm. They have Kelsey Plum and, and Brianna Stewart, the same same players that have been through a torn Achilles. Um, and they're they're uh, I like to put them in a club of of uh, players that have become or that have been better since their since their injury um they're they're in they're in the club um and uh hopefully they get another member um uh you know but they i mean uh, phoenix like we we said it last last pod we just got to give it their give them their flowers um for just making the playoffs um it it completely surprised me that they made it um but they did they did it um wish wish Skylar Dragon Smith all the best um of course uh Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained 184 85 days now um gotta bring her home as soon as possible um but you know you gotta you gotta tip your hat your uh, uh hat off to the uh to the aces or to the uh Mercury I'm sorry um and uh, wish Skylar Diggins-Smith, uh, Diana Taurasi, um, and the whole team of them all the best. So, I second those thoughts. Um, it's definitely, definitely an example of the Cardiac Kids. But more importantly, this season really showed their resilience. Um, they just really tried to do it their all. And I mean, from the jump, when you look on paper, when they traded for Diamond to Shields, uh, they signed Tina Charles. And then, you know, Vanessa Nygaard was hired. And then, you know, Brittany, Brittany Griner being wrongfully detained. Um, didn't know how that that all, if that's just hypothetical, we don't know what that team would have looked like. Um, but they've dealt with a lot. You know, Tina leaving, uh, getting her contract buyout. You know, Skylar Diggins and Diana Taurasi getting chirpy on the sidelines. Um, you know, Skylar Diggins-Smith and Vanessa Nygaard had their little Twitter issues. But also, too, in the same breath, you know, he, he, you mentioned it. Skylar Diggins has to get her – he needs her flowers. I mean, for the most part, she put that team on her back. And she should make should be all for all WNBA first team. Um, Vanessa Nygaard, I mean, first year head coach. There's a she. I don't know how she managed 36 games, but she did it. But realistically, the Phoenix Mercury are now at a crossroads. You know, your star, the goat, she's not getting any younger. Um, we don't know where Skylar Diggins is. We don't know where she's at with next season um and we don't know when Brittany Griner will be home like we have to be as if I'm a if I'm the Phoenix Mercury from a front from a from a front office perspective I have to think about the future like 
you've got a lottery pick next year. You've got free agency. You've got some decisions to make. Um, but give them credit. They they could have quit as early as May, June, but they they stayed the course. Um, I did hear some of the extra interview today, and so some things Sophie Cunningham kind of doubled down on the Tina Charles comment she made. Um, that was interesting, but I'm not going to talk. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to. I'm going to can stay focused on. Hey, they had an, an amazing run. Give them credit, um, and let's see what they look like next year. So, um, the next game, next next series, the Chicago Sky and the New York Liberty. What are your thoughts? Well, I want to I want to go game by game, especially because uh, I watched this uh, this first game and. Uh, Going back to the last part, I, I just gotta give you guys a big. I told I told you so about Marine Johannes. I told you so, but uh, no, there is she is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Sabrina Anescu came out absolutely unbelievable, and uh, you know San, Sandy Brondello is uh, is doing some some wonders in New York. They're another team uh, where they've had an up and down season. Obviously, they haven't had the circumstances that phoenix had uh but they they pulled it together and they they um they finished out the the regular season strong and made the, the postseason and they they came out and they uh they just shut down chicago in the first in the first game in chicago and i don't think uh that's uh an easy task and uh i just i i wanted to give a uh to talk about a certain play um and i think you know where i'm headed with this but uh the pat the pass listen that that is a great that is a great pass that is a fantastic pass but this is where the difference of a wnba fan and a seattle storm fan differ because sue bird's done that pass before and so seattle fans are like We've seen we've seen that before. That's great that that Marine Johannes did that, but we've seen that before. And what was fun what was fun to figure out was both of those passes, both of those styles of passes, were to Natasha Howard. I uh, that was that was a fun fact to figure out. And that was pretty cool. But um, that no great great pass nonetheless. Um, I I told y'all I told you about Marine Johannes. She She's coming. She's coming. So um I know listen, I, I love New York. Um, but I Chicago came out with a statement game two win. Um and and uh I I tip my hat to Kalea Copper. Um I will never do it to Candace Parker, but I will do it to to Kalea Copper. She she has earned my respect and she is a uh I, I have I have those players with um they come out with a dog mentality and they uh they're they're just they're built like that and I have uh um I have tremendous respect for Kalea Copper. She's a dog in this league and there's there's a reason. They didn't just give out the finals MVP just like they did the uh the all-star game MVP. Um Kalea Copper earned it and uh 
she she was not the best best player on that team. Um, if you stack them one to one to thirteen, but she is uh, she was the best player in that in that final series. Um, and game two, you found out why. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually got to sit here and eat my words. I sat here and said, "Oh, it's going to be." I I said it was going to it was going to be Chicago in three, but I'm disappointed that the veterans that Chicago does have, uh, they just completely took their their foot off the. Um, they just they could they took their foot off the. Off the gas. I think it got too little, little too cocky. Um, the Seattle Storm are. Uh, you're not the Seattle Storm. I mean, the, the New York Liberty, excuse me. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. They, they never cease to amaze me. And I, I think in the next game, but not this game, but Nigelini should start. Um, I just think what happened was I, I think the, the, the bear was finally awoken. Then that's Chicago. Um, and still, I, I still think I still, I still think New York's gonna make it competitive, but uh, the one thing that still keep in mind that it's now anyone's series now. Um, like I said, when you win, when you win one on the road or you steal one, you set the tone, and New York definitely set the tone. But now it's now up to Chicago to close it out, and um, I think they can do that for sure. What is your prediction for Game Three? Yeah, well, thank uh, thank God there was a there was a game three uh, last year. Uh, last year there obviously wouldn't have been, but uh, other fans make a really good point that Chicago would have gotten a first round bye. So uh, that's what I'll say about that. But uh, I don't think I I I agree with you on on the bear. The bear has been woken um, by Chicago. I am going to go with the sky, but. Make no mistake about it, New York is not going to go away, especially because they're they're in uh, they're in New York, and uh, that that crowd uh, like Seattle um, is going to be loud and wild um, in that in that arena. Um, but I I'm going to take Chicago. They're they're a veteran team, and I gotta go with the veteran uh with the veteran team that's done this before um in in the kind of situation they're in i agree with that definitely agree with that i say the chicago sky uh i think new york's gonna keep it close though i'm looking along the lines of 84 74 i see something like that um another series that's gone now the third game their first win since moving from Tulsa the Dallas Wings stole a play stole a game in Connecticut Brendan what are your thoughts on that yeah they you know, there are some there are some games. I when I think of Connecticut, there are some games where where they look like a competitive team, they look like a like a great team, and there are just some other games where they just come out and they just lay flat on their face. They let other teams just 
just completely slap them to the ground and, and just keep them there. And, you know, I, I think I think that we, we got two of those games. Uh, we got a game where Connecticut looked like a championship team. And then uh, we got a game where, uh, where Dallas just came out uh, firing on all cylinders. They started out hot and they, they, uh, never looked back. I think, I think that's been the, the, uh, the theme of, uh, of some of these playoff games, uh, in all, in all of these, uh, series. Um, probably not the, um, probably not the Aces and the, and the Mercury, but, um, no, um, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I, before we pick this game three, you, you talked about this as anyone's game. And I want to I wanna give give your viewers something to think about. Because if Dallas wins this game and they win this series, they get Miss Notre Dame back next series. Probably. She looks good right now. But they get Arike back next series. And they're probably going to play Chicago. So that makes this a lot more interesting. Um, and especially if they win this game, they did it without Arike. So um, it, it, it's going to be a great game three. I'm very nervously going to pick Connecticut. But if, if Dallas wins this, this game... I would not look at you crazy if you picked them against Chicago because of what they're getting back. You know what? I'm going to agree with you on that. But here's um, but here's the kicker. When Enrique does come back, she has to play within their strengths. So she has to pick her spots offensively. She just it can't. Now I'm back on the court. We go back the way we were doing it before. It ain't going to work like that. And that's something I think Vicky Johnson's going to get across to her. And I think Enrique knows that now because I just think they can play. I don't know what this is. They can play well with they look better when she's not on the on the court. And I think a lot of it is, again, it's egos not being put in check. And um, I agree that when she comes back, it's going to be a different Dallas Wings team, but she, she has to pick her spots. Now, Connecticut is the team. We we knew we we knew who they thought they were. Rest in peace, Dennis Green. Um, I, I, this is a team you should have beaten. You should have swept them. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to keep I, – I just don't understand this. I just think they just took their foot off. The, they just took their foot off the brake. I think they just got a little too cocky. Um, I don't know this this Connecticut team. I said it before. If they don't get a, if they don't get to the finals, the finals, you got this this team. You, I don't see this team the same way it is next year. I don't. So I'm also Gonna say the Connecticut Sun win game three. I'm not gonna, I don't have a guarantee, but I don't know what to expect. Can I say, I wanna say one last thing on this Connecticut Sun team? Go ahead. Because you, you brought up a great point. 
I think a common theme here is I I think a common theme here is Coach Miller is coaching for his job in game three. Actually, per series, but in this case, game three. Um, I haven't I ha- I haven't been a big fan of Kurt Miller. Um, I think people are starting to join the bus um, of of um, that I'm driving here, and uh, you know there there are certain um, there are certain reasons why um, I don't I don't uh, like him. But um, I I will join the the group chat of um, of the theme of. He's coaching for his job per per game this year. If you you brought up the point of finals, I agree. If Connecticut does not go to the finals, um, I don't think Kurt Miller has a job next year. I think he has a job. I just think you just won't see this team this the way it is because Brianna Jones is a free agent, and it's going to be hard to pay pay him. I mean, you see what he did to the bench from last year. I mean, I this this second team will look definitely different, but I agree. I definitely agree because he has. He, I don't know if it's again. I'm one of those believers. Fifty percent the players, fifty percent coaching, because Connecticut again they have too many chefs in the kitchen. There's not a wait. There's not a waiter. There's not a uh, someone at the bar at the bar. There's not a busboy. There's not a cook. There's no established roles. I just see a lot of alpha dogs, and I, I just don't think it. I just I don't know. I I got questions, but um, just give it. You know, we're gonna wrap this up, but just give me your outlook on how do you how are you liking the first round of the playoffs? How did you like it? Yeah, I I think it's um, I think it's entertaining. Um, we we got a lot of uh. There are a lot of uh, storylines, right? Um, with whether you want to go matchup by matchup or uh, or overall, there are a lot of storylines. Um, got obviously Subert's last last playoff run. Um, yeah, Subert and Brian in January want to want to give them both both one last hurrah. But um, no, you got you got um, uh, Dallas playing well with. Uh, uh, with their head coach Vicky Johnson, and uh, you know she's she's uh, keeping that keeping that team where uh, where it's at right now. They're playing game three, um, but it's been a fun fun playoffs. These um, these players are gaining experience, and that's um, that's something I I think uh, separates a team like like Seattle and a team like Indiana, who's who's currently not in the not in the playoff picture. Um, but things like this, like it experience matters and you want proof. Look at again, Seattle, Chicago, they're, they're two, uh, championship contending teams and they have experience on their team. And, uh, so they, so they know what they're doing, um, in terms of, uh, how to win, how to win, uh, important games like these, but, uh, no, it's it's been fun. I've I've really enjoyed it as a uh, as a WNBA fan, and um, I'm looking forward to two game threes and then the second round. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, other than I, I'll be honest. I think well, first and foremost, the fact that the seventh and eighth seed it took the last week of the of the season to clinch a playoff spot. That's what made it exciting. Um, the Liberty and the Mercury were teams that were on the outside looking in. Uh, my my hope was still Phoenix and I mean not Phoenix, Minnesota and Atlanta. Um, but it's been a very, very interesting first round. I've enjoyed it, uh, except the game two of the with the Washington Mystics, um, painfully. Um, Dallas won their first playoff game since moving to Tulsa. Seven years. Can you believe that? Seven years in their first playoff win. Since 2009, I believe. Well, since they left Detroit to go to Tulsa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. Um, so they definitely got, they got something to definitely be proud about. Um, Sandy Bardello, you know, I first I I when I'm beginning of the season, I said that yeah, this was going to be a team where the, you know it's a new identity, different things like that. But um, give her her flowers, and she got this team to get to the playoffs. Um, Chicago is going to do Chicago. Did you hear? The comments James Wade made about one of, I can't think of the the, the young lady's name. Um, was it Kalea Copper? I'm pretty sure it was um that but it was another player that has that had to commit, I think, for the World Cup. And uh he didn't appreciate that. It was something like along the lines of, Well, we didn't get an opportunity to really play her, and I'm like, You you didn't. <laughs> you didn't even play, have her on the floor at all. Yeah, I heard I heard she was not with the team, but I didn't hear those comments, but I did about Play a copper. Yes. Yeah. James James Wade is a is a weird. He's not weird. He's interesting. Let me put it that way. He super likes to. We talked about last pod. Like super likes to keep it real. So does James Wade, but he does it differently. He just, he's not. He's a no fluff kind of kind of coach. He just tells it like it is. He, he 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 seems very annoyed all the time, and it's it's kind of. It's kind of weird, especially as a as a media member. Yeah, it is, and especially this year when we when we said Vegas was the best team, and he was like, "Keep that same energy, keep that narrative," and I'm like, "Give them, have them respect," but it's neither here nor there. But um, I, you got a pair of game threes. It's definitely going to be interesting. Um, round two, I I ain't gonna lie, I smell an upset. I do, I can see it. But um, I'm still seeing the Aces and the Storm and Five, um, Chicago and Connecticut. That's going to be interesting. You're going to be surprised when I say this, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to go on five as well. I, I, I. These series are interesting if if they happen. Um, I think I think if you look at Seattle and, and Vegas and listen, I'm a, I'm a Seattle fan. I'm not surprised if if Vegas wins the series, and um, I'm also I think Vegas fans would be a little surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Seattle won the series, um, although it's an upset on paper like we talked about earlier. Assuming Connecticut and and Chicago pull pull their game threes and this matchup happens. I think I'm going to go bold here. 
I think Chicago goes into the closet and brings out the brooms. And I'm not giving Connecticut a game. Are you putting a guarantee on that, Mr. Potts? I guarantee that. Guarantee! Wow! If if it happens, if it happens. So you so so you so so this is high, so so you're not sure because we're gonna bring Brendan back on here, ladies and gentlemen. We do the round two preview for the playoffs. Are we so you so right? So you're guaranteeing. So you're not f- officially guaranteeing. Which you're put, you potentially are seeing a sweep. Correct. If if this is right now, this is hypothetical. If if Chicago and Connecticut play a series, Chicago will sweep the Connecticut Sun. I can see that. I can see, especially after last year, but I could see Connecticut also being motivated by last year. I could see that. There's definitely parallels for that for sure. I can agree with that. I can. I can. Um, hmm. Hypothetically, I, I could see that. That You got me thinking on that one, Brendan. I like, thank you. I, I actually, I could, it's possible. We might see that. It's possible. But um, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to conclude this episode. Um, be tuned in for future episodes. Uh, the Washington Mystics painfully have their exit interview. That will be scheduled um, sometime this week. Brendan, what you got going on this upcoming week, sir? Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a, um, I got another article to write. Of course, we got a, we got a Vegas and Seattle preview. I said, hey, as long as, as long as Seattle keeps winning, I'm going to keep writing. So uh, we got, um, got another article coming out. Uh, I got a. Got to get going on that, but um, no, nah, just uh, I'm I'm gonna enjoy uh, some women's basketball, man. That's 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 all you can do at this point in this uh, in this uh, week of rest that we get. Yes, definitely, definitely. And then um, again, let's let's collab again for round. We do a round two, and then we do a finals preview. Um, even throughout, we're going to re. Let's just. Honestly and truthfully, let's get to see if we can get together and recap the rest of this this playoff to the finals. Uh what, how's that sound? Yeah, whether whether Seattle makes it or not, that's um that sounds good to me for sure. I love that's what I want to hear. I love to hear it. So you heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have Mr. Brendan Potts back on Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. Um closing message. Brendan, is there anything you would like to say? Closing message. Uh, just, just another, another shout out. Uh, Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained for, uh, for 184 days and, uh, bring her home as soon as possible. That's, that's all you can say, man. I hear you. I definitely hear you on that one. Mine closing message is, um, just follow your heart, follow your passion, be great. Um, no matter what, People may say, people may think of you, just do what you love to do. Um, even if it's whatever you've got, you want to be best football player, go for it. You want to be the, the, the New York Times best 
books, Arthur Seller, do it. You put your mind to it. You put the work, time in, and good things are bound to happen. So um, with that being said, that's going to conclude this episode. Uh, I have left Brendan's Twitter in the description below. Please check out his Twitter. Uh, follow him on Twitter. And um, again, please like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast. Thank you, Brendan, for joining me. Congratulations to the Seattle Storm for advancing to round two of the playoffs as the Mystics. We are going on vacation. One, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> so it's your host, Nathan Snell, signing off. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great work week. Um, school is getting ready to start up for most for most of us. So um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Catch you on the flip side. Peace out, y'all. Uh, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. And for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. Sports Talk.